Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 727. I think always look at what you're doing from every angle and always find something new and challenge yourself. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Sean Smith. Hey, Sean, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yeah, let's take it to the red line. All right, we'll do that. Sean Smith is an automotive photographer and journalist who shot for numerous automotive magazines and auction houses. Just a few of the prestigious publications he's taken pictures for include Automobile Quarterly, Motorsport, Haggerty, Christie's, Bonhams, Gooding & Company, R.M. Sotheby's, and the Kino Brothers. There's a bunch of people on that list who've been guests here on Cars, yeah? He's also written for Excellence, Total 911, Forza, Cavallino, Jaguar World, Vintage Race Car, Petrolicious, and Road Scholars. Another list of past Cars Yeah! guests. Sean also accepts private commissions for photography. So, Sean, I have told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career, your photography, your journalism, and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, my parents were both illustrators, and my father became a photographer about the time I was born. And so I was always around people doing what they loved. Mm -hmm. And also we had family friends like John Fitch, who always brought interesting cars around. But my father was a, in fashion and beauty and photography. So I followed him into that end of the world um, after school and shot a great many years doing that. And finally, at the time when I left New York City, uh, I went to see a rep and we were talking and he looked at a piece of promotional material and he saw that my area code wasn't 212. It was 914, which was outside of Manhattan. And he just looked at me and said, Are you, aren't you not serious about what you do? And I said, well, I'm very serious about what I do. But I started thinking, if this is going to be what happens now that it's, you know, if they're going to be looking at me because my area code isn't correct. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's time to try a new direction. And that's what made me think uh, to go back to a true passion, which was automobiles. Awesome. Well, I can't imagine having John Fitch and the great John Fitch show up at your house with cars. Oh, my gosh. And obviously, the influences from your parents' creativity played a lot on the creativity that you bring to your photography and, of course, your journalism, too. And we're going to learn a lot more about all these different aspects of your life as we continue on your journey. But first, I like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life, and it's a really nice way to get those inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Sean, take the wheel. Well, I think always look at what you're doing you know, from every angle and always find something new and challenge yourself. Uh, I've always felt that if I'm photographing a car, you have to just walk around it and look at it in its environment and treat it as more than a piece of metal and rubber. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I had a guest on the show that told me he was an illustrator that one of the ways he would look at cars to get a different perspective was to bend over and look between his legs back at the car. Now, 
I tried that a couple times after he told me that, and I thought, aside from looking really funny at a car event, it does do something for you. So I think you're right. So when you're photographing a car, I mean, you say walk around, but I would assume there's more than just that. There's getting down low, getting up high, I mean, different perspective, putting things in the forefront and so forth. So are those are some of the ways before you shoot a car that you uh, give it a good look? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that's can't have anything nice because I always end up, you know, crawling around on the ground. I'm usually yeah. a lot of times covered in leaves or mud or something after a shoot, but it makes for an interesting picture. Oh, absolutely. And your ph- photography is wonderful and uh, it shows through from that perspective of how you look at vehicles. As we uh, continue on this journey a little bit further, I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for cars. And you sent me a wonderful photograph of you sitting on the top of a 58 Porsche 356. It's just a beautiful shot when you were a little, little boy. And I'd love for you to tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you think back that you realize that you too were a car guy. Well, it was from birth. My mother drove herself to the hospital to have me in oh. December. Oh my gosh. In a Austin Healy 104. Holy cow. What a lady. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Where was your father? Uh, he was probably off doing a photo shoot, but you know, that was, a, that was a time that, you know, husbands don't go to the hospital. So, uh, she did it. Uh, in fact, actually, uh, uh, I think it broke down along the way, but oh, the no. local, local mechanic got there, got the thing jumped and she drove the rest of the way. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. I've had some guests on the show who came home from the hospital in interesting cars, but you went to the hospital to be born in an interesting car. So what are some other things that happened? You talk a little bit about John Fitch showing up at your house. What are some other things that happened that you can think back when you were young that really uh, tied the knot about automobiles for you? Well, I think with with that car around, uh, my father had Porsches. He had several 356s, and they just always were – you know, an amazing shape, an amazing machine. And as I said, yeah, when, if John Fitch would show up with the Phoenix or uh, we'd visit him in Lime Rock and they'd have some race car that we'd drive around uh, the property, it was always, always fun. But I think probably my father bringing home his 1966 9-12, it was just a spaceship. It was so different from what the other cars had been to see a shape like that. It was love at first sight. Ah, uh, yeah, I can only imagine. Now, you, you mentioned, I mentioned, and you both, we both mentioned John Fitch. Is is there one thing before I get to the next question here that you think of when you think of John? Just the true gentleman. He never had a bad word for anybody. He was the most positive person I ever met, and he followed his dream, his love, his entire life. He was he was racing uh, at Bonneville in a Mercedes Gullwing, and people said to him, said, oh, you know, isn't that, aren't you scared to do that? And he says, why? There's nothing to run into. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except the video I watched the other day of a car at Bonneville that caught some air and ended up doing a rotations in the air about five or six before it landed on its roof. That's a scary place. I've heard the same from people who knew John, that he was just a true gentleman. Never had the pleasure of meeting him, but wow, wonderful memories. Well, Sean, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and ask you to share a big challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way in your career. You've chosen the life of an entrepreneur, which is fraught with ups and downs, uh, hills and valleys. So share one of those times, take us to that painful moment, but then tell us, more importantly, how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your business. 
uh, well, I don't know if it was painful probably, but I think it was the decision to completely change the direction of my photography. Uh, as I said, I'd shot fashion and beauty and now I had just sort of gotten tired of it and didn't want to deal with the games and things like that, personalities maybe. And I thought time to shoot cars and, but it was starting over completely. You know, they, I still, at that point, you still had to have a portfolio that you would carry around. So mm -hmm. it was time to go out and shoot cars, find cars, see who would let you take pictures of them and uh, create a whole portfolio again. But uh, it started out slowly, but the more people you meet, I think a lot of times if you're, if you're offering to do pictures and you're not uh, putting your hand out for payment, people are happy and uh, they sort of will understand what you're doing. So creating that, meeting people, and uh, then starting to shoot professionally and with cars was the biggest change. So it sounds like you made a big pivot in your career. So if there's one takeaway you could share with folks out there that might be considering such a move in their business or in their career, what would it be? Uh, I'd say it was just do what you're loving to do. If it's, uh, if it's possible to <laughs> join the two together of working at something you love, things will just happen. Right. I think my takeaway from the, the story you're telling is just start doing it. Don't wait. Just start doing it. Find any way you can to do it, even if you're doing it for free for a while, so that you gain some momentum. And the other part of what you told us here is meeting people, talking to people. And of course, the automotive industry is full of wonderful people to talk to. I've got 727 shows now here on Car Chat to prove that. People in the car industry love to talk about their passion for cars. So uh, very nice story. Thanks for sharing that. So glad you made that shift as well. I worked for years in uh, the creative industry as a creative director and went on many photo shoots with models. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a challenge. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, I had transitioned a little bit. I was trying to do a lot of pictures of models and with cars mm -hmm. just to try. And, and I was adding it was adding the car to the model, not the other way around. And after a point, I just said, get the women away from the cars and people sort of <laughs> look, looked at me funny. And I said, oh, sometimes maybe I'll bring them back, but uh, let's focus on the cars. I always chuckle when I see pictures on Facebook of models leaning up against cars. My first thought is don't lean on the car. My second thought is get out of the way so I can see the car. Yes, I had that with a, uh, a photo shoot and I had a DB4 GT and the owner was very adamant about not leaning too hard on the aluminum bodywork. Oh, and of course. Well, I said, it's okay, the model weighs 90 pounds. I don't think she's going to cave in your fender, but yeah. Yeah, well, I've seen very light pressures damage aluminum bodies, so I understand his concerns. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. You may have alluded to that when you talked about making that pivot from fashion to automobiles. Tell us about that time when those, I like to say those headlights came on and kind of illuminated your way for a new direction. I think I've been shooting a good deal for... Uh, Auction catalogs, private commissions. I didn't, I think actually I've been started shooting for uh, automobile quarterly, but I had a lot of cars near me or on the East Coast that I could photograph, but magazines didn't have writers. And along the way, an editor foolishly sort of said to me, Well, why don't you write the piece? So I started <laughs> trying that. I mean, and it, I did it very slowly. The first piece, luckily, I really wasn't under a deadline. 
and they liked it. And uh, so I've I've continued and it's sort of growing a bit. And I've actually done larger pieces. And I think I still like the photography better. But spell check is a wonderful thing. <laughs> yes, yes. I understand. I live by spell check as well. Well, it's great that you made that pivot and it can be a way to augment your income or your lifestyle or career in between photo shoots as well. So it's nice to be diversified as well. How about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many. You've created so many wonderful images for people over the years, but is there one that stands out for you? Uh, I think probably it's a piece I've just done for Cavallino and I think it was mostly the story because it's a story of a family who've had who's had a car for over 40 years now and it's just a wonderful sort of testament to their father their the love of their father and that the car is still in the family and is never going to leave the family now is that already been published is that out in a current uh, it's a yeah it's a current issue it's a story on the 330 gt2 plus 2 great job there by the way fantastic oh, thank you thank very you. nice now let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time again and talk about your first really special car and maybe share a memory you have of that vehicle uh well i think the first special car was uh, uh 1987 carrera targa Ooh. and uh which i think i had for all of three or four months before a kid uh, showing off to his friends went off at a stop sign and almost hit me head on. Luckily, <laughs> I made a nice, I almost ended up in someone's uh, front window in a, their yard, but they still took off the pretty much left side of the car, opened the door. And I mean, I was amazing. Not a scratch on me. I was able to get out of the car. And uh, wow. So that was a testament to that. So, but the kid was really well insured, and um, his insurance company gave me more than I paid for the car, and I went out and got another one. Uh, then I got a another 87, but I got a coupe. Oh. And I had a mechanic friend said, you know, a few more good accidents and you'll have a turbo. <laughs> well, that's a tough way to get a turbo. Yeah. I have an 87 turbo. So I understand the year that you're talking about. Um, it's the second 80s 911 that I've had. I love that whole generation of cars. They're fantastic. I didn't get mine the way you did, knock on wood. <laughs> I don't think I want yeah. to either. No, no. Um, I'm glad that all worked out okay in the end. Uh, fantastic. Well, how about a car you've let go? I and mean, you've talked about the car you lost due to an accident, but is there a car you've sold in the past that you really wish you had back? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I'd really love to have my father's 356 uh, Porsche back. Oh, oh <laughs> no. gosh, yeah. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that in our pre-show chat that I've always wanted to have a 58 Speedster or 58 Coupe, a 356A, but they've just become so pricey. It's just uh, ridiculous. Love those old cars. Tell oh, us a little bit about your dad's. Uh, well, I mean, that one, I sort of remember the uh, 58. He then had a early 60s 356, and I remember that one driving around in it. And uh, again, just I love the shapes of it. I think uh, friends came up from New York City with a Series 1 E-Type, and we just all went driving around the back roads around where we live here and uh, just chasing around and then switching over to the other car. And uh, British car people might 
hate me for it, but I really love the the Porsche more. Yeah. Well, they're both beautiful looking cars, very different cars, obviously, to drive in many, many ways. Yeah, if I had to pick between the two, that'd be a hard choice, a Series 1 or a 356, but I've always loved the old Porsches, so I'd probably tend to go that way, but it'd be hard to pass up a Type 1 XKE. They're just, uh, they're so beautiful, absolutely spectacular. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. What are some of the things you're doing right now that have you really excited and fired up? Uh, Well, I'm working on a series of maybe you would call them autobiographies is that I'm doing stories of people that have had a long-term relationship with one car and uh, building on that, just that, that love of having a car and keeping it for all these years and not giving it up. And I'm trying to move that into a couple of other areas of media. What's your uh, hopes of where that will end up? Are you thinking of a book or stories for magazines or online? Uh, no, I'm thinking of television. Television. Ah, even better. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. We'll see because I've, uh, I've been approached about a show once before, but I just uh, the, the premise to me was just <laughs> not, not something I wanted to uh, be involved in. So uh, now I thought, okay, maybe I'll try, it my, try my own ideas. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, keep us informed of how that goes. Well, television has become a funny thing, especially in the automotive world with all the reality shows. And for most of us car guys, we know how fake they are. They're just not that real. There's a few out there that are great and and wonderful, and they have a lot of reality to them, but others don't. So I understand. But keep me informed how that goes. I'd love to know if it progresses and uh, wish you the best of luck with that. Here is a very introspective question for you, Sean. If you were a car, what kind of car would Sean be and why? I think that's still pretty easy. I would be a 356 Porsche. I'm not the fastest or the showiest, but I get the job done. (laughs) I like that. Very nice. I think that fits you quite well. Well, Sean, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? 
I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, Sean, we are back and we're entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, I think that probably would have been from my father, which was shoot a car like you would shoot a beautiful woman. (laughs) I like that very much. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I think getting, we maybe I mentioned it before is that, uh, I just, I walk away from a car and then I turn around and look at it again. I know I'll see something different. It always said, I know I, I have always made sure to do it because you, you think, okay, I'm done. You walk away and then you turn and you see, you've seen something else, seen yeah. something different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Different perspective. Right. I maybe I haven't, uh, haven't maybe bent over like you did it on a <laughs> Concord field, but. I've gotten pretty close, I'd say, sometimes. Well, if you do that, expect some funny looks, that's for sure, because <laughs> I sure got some. Would you, uh, or do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you're really fond of? Uh, yeah, I think I have uh, two great classic car shops near me that are really fantastic. One is called Briarcliff Classic and Imported Car Service, and the other is uh, Dominic European Cars. Both of these shops, they've been around for years, and the owners are absolute enthusiasts. Ah, well, you'll have to introduce me to those two gentlemen. I would love to have them as guests here on Cars. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Uh, and uh, show them off to uh, even more people in the world that might not know about them. You'd get a touch of them, uh, of the Dominics in that Ferrari story, because it's about that family. But they're, it's just, a, <laughs> it's quite a family. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, who would it be? I think it would probably be sort of a toss-up, probably between uh, Steve McQueen or Tom Christensen. Well, we'll get them both together. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be an interesting uh, room full of people. But, uh, yeah, two great choices there. Now, about a book, is there a book that you've read that you think the Cars Yow listeners would enjoy as well? Yeah, I think it's it's the book. It's called At the Limit. It was by Nick Mason and Mark Hales. And it's uh, just part of Nick's collection and uh, – Wonderful photography and really interesting write-ups by the two of them. And I'd say also anything by Randy Leffingwell. I mean, if uh, you're going to be learning about Porsches, he's the one to do it with. Oh, yeah. Randy's awesome. I have been trying to get Randy on this show forever. He's just a little bit shy, I think. I'm going to get him eventually. Any of you listeners out there that would love to hear him on Cars, yeah, send him a note and say, please answer Mark's emails. I'll, I'll give him a call. Okay, yeah, you can uh, you can twist his arm for me a little bit too. I, I, a lot of people have, so maybe eventually we can talk him onto the show. Once you call him and say, hey, I had a great time with Mark, it's real easy, so uh, you should do it too. Well, listeners, you'll find links to all these great resources that Sean has been so kind to share on his show notes page at carsyeah.com slash Sean Smith, or just type Sean, S-E-A-N, in the search bar, and his page will pop up with all these great links. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one very cool collector car in your garage, money's no object today because I'm going to write the check, what would that vehicle be and why? Mm, I think I'm going to sound like a broken record, but (laughs) uh, 
Uh, well, no, not just anyone, but I think it would be a 1959 1600cc GSGT Carrera Speedster. Ooh, yeah, that's kind of nice. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness, that one's going to cost me a fortune. Well, now that's a very specific 356. So what is it about the GT Carrera that you like so much? Oh, the ma- the motor, it's just an amazing, <laughs> complicated creation, but it just sounds wonderful, and it's sort of the kind of – it. everything comes alive on that car at the time when you would sort of be running out of gas with a regular Porsche, and it just – it, it checks every box. Oh, they do. Uh, they're just wonderful cars and that uh, 4K motor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's special. What color would you like that to be? Uh, silver. Ah, okay. Classic German silver. Very nice. Well, it shouldn't be too hard. I'll, uh, I'll start looking for you as soon as I can, all right? So, okay. Sounds good. Well, Sean, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Would you offer us one parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you rip off down the road in that uh, Carrera? I think if you can find something you, you truly love to do, you'll find a way to make it work. And like-minded people will gravitate to you and things just begin to happen. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow along about what you're doing and learn more about you? Uh, well, my website is motorgraphics, which is dot com. And they can see some of my writing at passionatespeed.blogspot.com. Awesome. You also have uh, social feeds they can follow, like Facebook and Instagram? Sure. I'm on Facebook uh, under Sean S. Smith Photographic. And Instagram is Sean Scott Smith. Absolutely. I'd encourage you guys to follow what Sean's doing. You're going to love his photography. It's absolutely beautiful. That's how I found him, and uh, you can find links to all of these great places to find Sean on his show notes page at carsyad.com. Sean, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your automotive experiences with the Cars Yad listeners and with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. See you there. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.